There's a farm bill meeting at the White House today. We're going to give you some important information on H-2A rules and a whole lot more on today's episode of the Arkansas iCast. You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Jason Brown and John Nickman. Hello and happy Thursday. Hey, hey. To both of you. Yes, and you. <laughs> I just, something <laughs> popped in my mind right as I said that. I swear. What? Nothing. No, well, you no brought more, it up. No you, more you than can't, that. You can't Mustache say something. Mustache is a 10 out of 10 yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I just know. The weather had an impact on the mustache, huh? Yeah, I know it. Uh, yeah, I think this rainy weather is really doing you some favors. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Yeah, the longer it gets, the more it curls. It's, it's odd. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> before we know it, you'll have a perm in that thing. <laughs> oh, man, we're not going to get to that point. Trust me. Uh, Wife's so, already talking about it. Is she? Yeah. We uh-oh. Have. Uh-oh. The hey, heat's you gotta, on. You gotta, like I said, you got to be creative. Try th- Try new things. and That's it. I get bored. So... Well, did it go along the lines well, of how's that beard working for you? Because we know what that means. We've learned what that means. Well, last week I I was trimming it down a little bit. Uh-huh. Like we've yeah. all made it very clear, I don't like doing that. But yeah. right, just, and it's just time consuming and a mess. I got to clean up. But then, like you said, I nicked one part. Oh, yeah. I just got to clean up the rest of it. And then, right. then after it's done, the next morning I wake up. Well, that wasn't. The finished product last night, so then I had to go back and try. Oh, yeah, uh, it's kind of a constant. Ah, uh, the the woes of beard life, maintenance, <laughs> maintenance, heavy maintenance, it's tough. <sighs> a weight I'll never know. Um, <laughs> one of these days, no. grow up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe one day, Dad. Uh, so, I I literally looked over you as I was about to start talking, yeah. and it clicked. I. I went back and watched the show from last week. We do that. Yeah. yeah uh, we we watch and listen to listen to audio levels, make sure we're not sounding mm-hmm. too ridiculous on here, whatever that may be. And I started the show by saying Brian was out yeah. taking a well-deserved break. Mm. And do you know what you said or you started to say? Mm. You said, yeah, he needed a break from YouTube. I mean, from us. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was I like, didn't catch that. I know so. what he was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of blacked out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. He also need a break from you. I understand. <laughs> uh, we all need a break from each other, whether that's Amen. here at work or that is whatever. True. Amen. No, I thought that was pretty funny. And it just but, uh, popped yes. in my mind. It's not going to stop me from giving you all a hard time. So. Well, I think that's part of what folks enjoy about this show. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the hard timeness. Um, well, it's a busy show, A uh, for starters. Mm-hmm. I always print a few copies of the of our show notes. So that everybody can sort of follow along as they need to. And I, I was like, oh, my gosh, did I my stuff get mixed up with somebody else's on the printer? No, nope. just a lot of news to cover. It's just roller coaster yeah. from week to week. Yeah, and, and stuff that came in uh, right as we were uh, walking down here. So, yeah. I mean, it's just there's a lot going on. Um, and uh, let me see. What else? 
Uh, it's It's been a busy week in non-ag news also. It is Teacher Appreciation Week. Yep. Um, so I'm sure you guys are aware. We have a teacher in my household, so we're mm-hmm. always kind of keen to that. Um, and in, in that vein, uh, we uh, awarded the Ag... Uh, Ag in the Classroom Outstanding Teacher of the Year uh, Award this week. Matt Jackson from our uh, OMP department uh, traveled up to Pangburn to give that award to Susan Ramsey. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations to Ms. Ramsey for that. Uh, she's a language arts teacher who's found creative ways to incorporate uh, agriculture into her teaching. Um She's implemented a gardening program there. She's worked with their ag teacher up there to do some things. It's it's really uh, quite impressive. Yeah, I've um, seen some pictures of that garden. It's really nice. Yeah, I got to. They've get they've got this ice curriculum that they do, which allows them to have some some sort of extra time, mm-hmm. uh, a a day or week or so, and uh, it's really really uh, fascinating to see, especially with a with a district that size. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, anyway, congrats. Congrats to uh, to you, Miss Ramsey. You can Very see well uh, there's a press release and a photo and all that good stuff on ARFB.com. You can go there to check that out. Uh, but it begs a question uh, for you guys. Think back, put on your, uh, get in your DeLorean and run back 88 in time. miles an hour. Yeah, buddy. Uh, uh, time out right yeah. here. I saw a thing on the internet today. If they made Back to the Future today, they would have gone back to 1993. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's how far. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's crazy to think of like that. Think <laughs> that far? Thing. You know that long ago? That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Ninety-three. Mm. Uh, well, you know, it's it's fine. That's relevant. Uh, I also saw something the other day where a guy recreates uh, different car chases and car scenes with mm-hmm. Matchbox cars, mm-hmm. and I saw a video he had recreated the Back to the Future scene. I don't know if anybody's laid eyes on that, I but it was it was pretty. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, like including the lightning strike and the whole, yeah. whole yep. line. Um, Technically, they did that in the movie, too, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair point. <laughs> so my question for you guys, all right, it's Teacher Appreciation Week. We've just honored an incredible teacher. Um, mm-hmm. And think think back, did you have a teacher that made a, a, a lasting impact on you? Uh, growing up that sort of stands out. You've mentioned a couple of college teachers. Yeah. Just along the along the show. Mm-hmm. But is there anybody that stands out to you? Well, not as teachers that I personally had, mm-hmm. but my mom's a was a first grade, second grade reading teacher. My, my I guess my cousin's mom, which would also be my cousin, she's a librarian yeah. of 30-something years. Oh, my goodness. Another cousin that's Stuttgart High School, and then I've got another cousin that's a librarian at the junior high there mm. uh, for 30-something years. Just a family of teachers family and librarian, teachers. librarians. But Miss Hopson, third-grade teacher, she, yeah. hands down, always stands out. Yeah. You know, she was always one of my favorites. Isn't it weird how well, they stand out? Even sometimes when you're like, I can't pinpoint, like, the moment that she finally helped me get mm-hmm. – you know, chemistry or something. Yeah. You know, it's just like they just sort of, there's a few that sort of just pop out in yeah. your mind. But there were some uh, college professors, like my first advisor, Dr. Redfern. Um, he had a huge impact on me because as a freshman, you're coming in and you I had no idea what econ was. We yeah. didn't have any of those classes. And he kind of, I wouldn't say held our hand, but just kind of helped me 
I felt like getting through that process. Mm-hmm. And then my other advisor, Dr. McKenzie, he was great. And then a lot, a lot of my other professors had a big impact on who I am today. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, thanks to them yep. uh, for getting you here. I think I could probably pick one out from each building. Let's call it building. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Each stage in education. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, how about you? Yeah. I'd, in my younger years, the, I was at a private school, and uh-huh. it was a very close-knit family. So yeah. most of the teachers there, you know, I I liked them all. They were very good. Um, uh, I was very thankful for the education I had. Um, yeah. the uh, They spent a lot of extra time. So that was good. Yeah. Uh, college. That's great. Um, the one I went to the most, I think, was uh, Jack Shock at okay. Harding. Uh, okay. He was, uh, you know, he he taught me a lot about the com law and, and, yeah. and just had a writing class with him. And he was my advisor. So mm-hmm. he, he helped me choose a lot of the classes and kind of chose my path and uh-huh. talked to me a lot. So, um uh, I still keep up with him. He's a he's a great guy. Yeah, so, I, I uh, ran into one of my college professors who I really adore and, and spend some time in the industry still uh, at the voting booth. Uh, I don't know, a couple months ago, whenever yeah. it was, and uh, we just kind of talked about everything. He still has a column in the Saturday paper, I think it is, Drive Time Mahatma. He writes mm. about road issues. Frank Falone. Yeah, mm. he was a deputy editor of the Dim Gas for a long time and. Great guy, man. He he taught um, uh, ethics mm-hmm. and and law and communications, mm-hmm. and and uh, you just made me think think about him because yeah. you mentioned that that class. But yeah, my kindergarten teacher too. Uh, I, I as odd as that sounds, mm-hmm. uh, my kindergarten teacher. I mean, meaning going back that far, but I just remember her having a a real impact and just just probably starting me off in school the right way right off the bat. You know? Yeah. Miss Houston was her name in Forest City, and, and uh, she was a fantastic, fantastic teacher. I would agree with my kindergarten teacher. She was also my swimming teacher. So, Miss Lisa, if you're out there listening. Yeah. she was. Oh, she you was, guys were on first name. Maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, well, it was right down the street from my parents. Stuttgart's not that big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. If you're a teacher, if you're an educator, if you're an administrator in a school setting, whatever that may be, uh, thanks for doing what you do. It's, it's, it's uh, I'll tell you, like I said, being married to a teacher is like, I don't mm. know how they do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I volunteered at my daughter's school a few times and I leave exhausted. You know, yeah. the patience so, you have to have for the little amount you get paid. Oh, yeah. You know, you know amen. I'd... Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, somebody, somebody else constantly telling you, you know, hey, do this, do that, you know, because science changes and whatever, whatever. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. a lot of, it's a moving industry. Sure. So, anyhow, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you you had an opportunity there to segue. Yeah. And I'm gonna take it. Go for it. Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Hey. You, the first teacher you mentioned was your mother. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day, mom. High five. Uh not to steal the show from you, mom, but also my wife's first Mother's Day will be this year. So Hey, hey. Happy Mother's Day to it's Mary Louise. Deal. Yeah. That is great. Men. Yeah. Yeah. Well you guys uh, don't forget to get your Mother's Day cards. Oh. Yeah. Already. Already on yeah, it. I knew you would have already so, had it. Yeah, you're on top of things <laughs> like that. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not a big deal. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> did you already? Do you already have your? Uh, I have uh, one foot in the door. Um, okay, I'm ahead of the game in that aspect. Okay. I've got 
My wife beat me to something I wanted to get her. She bought herself like a little picture frame. Of, <laughs> happens in my house yeah, too. Yeah, the baby. Yeah. Uh, a little silhouette. It's pretty cool. So I had to switch gears. and Pictures are always else. great. I have a wonderful code for printing photos. If anybody needs a discount code, okay. I'm happy okay. to share that. Um, I just want her to remember this Mother's Day, you know, to some extent. It's a big deal, man. Yeah. That first Mother's Day, you know that. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. It's such a cool deal. Um. I like Mother's Day. It's my yeah. daughter's first Mother's Day, so Oh, that's true. So yeah, I didn't think about be. that. Yeah, that's cool. Do y'all are you guys gonna gather? Do anything? We're gonna see my mom. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well on that front, don't forget a card for your mother in law. Mm-hmm. You know. Well I think we're gonna try to all. cook some crawfish Saturday at the house. Heck for yeah, mom man. Mary Louise. My sister's gonna be there too, so I've done She's that a few times. Kids. We've done catfish fry or some sort of cookout. I mean that's the way it should be. It should be a nice, warm, yeah. outdoor, you know, just kind of hanging out. Because yeah. by the time Father's Day rolls around, it'll be too hot. We're going to do right. it very uh, Eastern Arkansas style and do it in the driveway. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah. Little Rock, don't know what's coming. No, no, no. Arkansas <laughs> County is here to stay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, cool. Uh, I hope, happy Mother's Day to uh, all the mothers and yeah, you guys. Happy Mother's Day. And, and, and our, our, our viewers or listeners, mm-hmm. too. Uh, all right. Well, let's hop in the news if you are good with that. Yep. Uh, just a quick reminder. I know there's been a lot of emails and correspondence about this, but, uh, the, uh, Arkansas Farm Bureau Foundation trap shoot, uh, registration closes May 26th. The event will take place on June the 9th. So if you have not registered, uh, please do so. Do y'all put a team in? Uh, we just did it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good on you. Yep. Pretty excited. So that's a department team. Uh, this is, uh, between two different departments. I wouldn't say, Oh, it, I know who I, you brought in. I wouldn't say it's, uh, two departments got together. I think just members of different departments came together on the same team. Did that you paper rock scissors to see whose department got named for the team? No, no, no. We came up with a separate name cause I didn't want to get in that battle of who come, whose name's first or yeah. what's the, uh, you know, how's the team name themed well, specific to that department. Can you share? Or is I'll it, give you a hint. A if you guess it, that's fine. But it, it has to do with Joe Dirt Firecrackers in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we came up with a lot of crazy names. And yeah. Then I was like, man, what are all those firecrackers that he talks about in that little scene? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, a free plug. Rock City Outfitters has a shirt they do on 4th of July that lists them all. You know really? the shirts that will have the this and this and this and this mm-hmm. and this. Like there's a Razorback shirt that yep. has like. Anyway, they do that. They have a shirt that lists all the firecrackers. So <laughs> if you can't guess it, you'll just have to come to the trap shoot and see it. Because I'm, I'm, right. right, I'm pretty excited about hearing the announcer now on <laughs> lane five or whatever. The, That's I awesome. think I walked by and saw that meeting happening yesterday. <laughs> and yeah, right. I think everyone did. It's and a I stacked like, team. I was like, it's a, I look over there and I, yeah. I'm like, there's nothing but trouble happening in that That's, room right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. we're, 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 we're tracking. Okay. We're tracking. Okay. We're being watched here yeah. at Farm yeah. Bureau. I yeah. saw lots of laughter going on. I'm like, <laughs> there's nothing up to no good in there. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it professional, but. <laughs> well, look, if there was one of <laughs> you, know, you in there meeting, if there was just one of you in there meeting, I would thought, okay, they're just having Yeah, sure. But yeah. Kind of talking. I saw the. the uh, the entire group. Let's be honest. It kind of looked like a gang in there. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> I was trying to be nice, okay? Yeah, well, Dude, we really looked that suspicious. Of of yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just it's, sitting there. 
was a bad look, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, number one, you are sitting on the arm of the furniture. We all know yeah. not to do that. Yeah, I probably had you my know. feet kicked up on it. Looked like you were forming a coup or something. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. So, anyhow, all right, well, we know what we need to know about the trap shoot. Yeah, it's just something to look out for. Keep an eye out. Yeah. I like this. I like that you are doing this and supporting the foundation and, and, and you know, getting involved. Yeah, we got to. I think that's cool. I was on a team the first year I started here, and then the next – year uh, i think i was traveling somewhere so i wasn't able to i was kind of disappointed because i liked doing it yeah so uh i thought it was pretty funny i brought in my remington 870 i've had since i was 14 pump yeah. shotgun that's you know i've taken the rust off of it but it took the finish off of it too so it almost looks chrome yeah you know but everybody else had their nice over and under you know specific trap shooting expensive shotguns <laughs> oh really and i'm just well you know what i think you need park my 870 you know i think you need what's that one of those gun racks for your back window oh yeah you, you remember those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, if you're rolling in with that old 870, <laughs> pull up. Hey, boys. Yeah. Right here. I'm ready yeah. to go. Well, I got a new shotgun I don't last know how year those things for Christmas, were, so I'll probably bring it. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> shotgun in the back window, no seat belts. I mean. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, artwork on the back window? Yeah. Some sort of uh, see-through uh, artwork of a yeah. mountain scene yeah. with a deer. Or an eagle. My dad had a green F-150 that had one of those, like, back window scenes on mm-hmm. it. And, uh, yeah. man, those things. Vinyl seats. That's one of those things with, without the internet that you can't help but ask yourself, how was that, how did it take off and get so popular in such a wide, yeah, you know, geographical yeah. space? It's almost a culture. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Well, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Please, uh, but anyway, the the to get back to the point, in case you forgot, register for the trap shoot if you're interested. May 26th is the deadline. The event will take place in Jacksonville, Arkansas, on June the 9th. Uh, something that we're not going to cover in depth today, but because this news broke just as we were uh, coming downstairs, we wanted to give it a mention. Uh, Prop 12 stands in California based mm-hmm. on a Supreme Court decision uh, this morning. Uh, we're, we will likely come back next week with a full-on story about that just to give um, additional detail. Um, but because this is something that we've watched uh, so closely, I know American Farm Bureau has been involved in this. We wanted to at least yeah. give that a mention this morning. And then before we get into the news, 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 uh, we will um, do a quick cover of the uh, planning progress report in the state. Obviously, weather being another uh, headline this week, um, I know we had over three and a half inches out here in West Little Rock by the time I got to the office this morning. Yeah, you know how cold it is in here, beards, mm-hmm. and rainy weather has been kind of the theme of this you. podcast for a while now. That That it is just, right. That is right. But we had this giant drought, and then uh-huh. now we just can't get out of the rain. Yeah, yeah. I know it. The, the, and we've made remarkable progress. Yeah. And I think part of that is, like, I thought Monday and Tuesday were going to be washouts. I mean, I had to travel on Tuesday, and I was like, man, it's, it's going to be such a bummer to drive. Beautiful days. Yeah. I mean, banner days, both of them. So we've made a lot of progress. So let's let's dive in. 80, 82% corn planted uh, as of Monday of this week. That's up another 20% over last week and barely uh, lagging the five-year average. 60% of the crop has emerged with three-quarters rated good to excellent. Uh, rice plant 2023 is cruising along with 57% completed at the first of this week, which will likely uh, uh, take off like a rocket ahead of uh, the forecast of rain yesterday and today. 
I'm sorry, which likely did take off um, like a rocket before that rain today and uh, yesterday and today. We've got 32% of the rice crop emerged. Soybeans have caught up with the five-year at just under 40% planted. Half that crop has emerged. Uh, cotton is up 32% planted uh, with 8% emerged, putting us ahead of uh, schedule five, uh, the schedule of the five-year. Uh, peanuts are on the board. Actually, they have been uh, for go. a couple weeks, but I failed to list them. I'm sorry, Heath. Uh, mm-hmm. At 29% uh, planted and 9% emerged. Uh, last week, uh, we began including the progress on the first uh, hay cutting, and we are up to 4% as of Monday. Uh, this time last year, we were at 11%, so not too far off. And as I was reading that, I had an email come across my screen about Prop 12. Yeah. From... Uh, from our our commodities department yeah so anyway we we will certainly have more on that uh likely by the time you are listening uh to this podcast corn's almost done corn is almost done um you mentioned you were down at uh, you were down in uh mcgee McGee the other day chester to be exact yeah yeah and uh saw quite a few quite a bit of merge i was on the eastern side of the state quite a bit of merge so i think corn's gonna be in the books yeah um, rice will be next yeah good to see rice is moving along yeah, uh, but g- great to see really that we've caught up for the most part. I know that's not the case in the upper Midwest and some other places in the country, yeah. but um, anyhow, there we are. All right, well, let's move on to some uh, news stories. Yeah, sounds uh, good. So new, new rules and regulations have come out for, I guess wouldn't come, hadn't come out, but new rules and regulations of H-2A labor rates set to go in effect July 1st, 2023. Good to know. So nothing just has come up in the last week i just wanted to go over kind of a little bit what we can expect or producers can expect within h2a labor rules and regulations starting on that date yeah and what i'm going to speak on here is going to be set for july 1st 2023 like i said and go all the way through june 30th of 2024 okay and i don't know if they're going to go back and look at this or not and reevaluate it but we'll see all right so given this date is fast approaching like i said i want to just kind of go over some of the talking points uh, producers will have to experience the next year. The American Farm Bureau has been following this issue very closely, so I've gathered a lot of information from their articles, which are located at fb.org. For any of our listeners or watchers who uh, or viewers who want to go into a little bit more detail of what this issue is, then I can give today. Because there's quite a bit out there, and it's extremely confusing. Yeah. This has been an issue for several years. And Absolutely. It just seems like every year it's a bigger and bigger issue. So back in April, the Bureau of Labor Statistics released the results of the May 2022 Occupational Employment and Wage Estimates, or OEWS. The data from this release is being used under the New Adverse Effect Wage Rate, or AEWR, and is now the basis for the Single Standard Occupational Classification for H-2A AEWRS. So I'm going to go through a lot of acronyms and a lot of confusing. I was going to say, ask me how I know we're talking about government. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Alphabet suit. So just stick with me. It'll come to the conclusion at the end here. Yeah. So the SOC, AEWR, again, stood for the Standard Occupational Classification for H-2A Adverse Effect Wage Rate will be the wage rate paid to H-2A visa holders with specific jobs outside the primary farm occupations that already exist. Mm Mm-hmm. The data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics showed there were 371,619 H-2A positions certified across the country in 2022, and only 8,521 
or 2% of those producers did not fit into the six existing SOC codes or job titles for laborers. Seeing that only 2% of the laborers across, across the country were impacted by this, the Department of Labor felt, that, felt like that wouldn't be a big change. Unfortunately, they were wrong because some Uh-oh. states, specifically heavily, heavy row crop states, had much larger percentages of lab- laborers whose job descriptions fell outside of the six existing SOC codes according to this new rule. So whereas these kind of states through the middle of the country that produce heavy row crops, they had the larger percentage of workers that were outside of these codes. So all the states outside of that little narrow window didn't have any. Right. So that's what dropped and skewed this average down to 2%. Mm-hmm. What does this all mean? More or less, the Department of Labor has or will continue to specifically designate certain labor rates for specific positions for farm laborers. For example, these positions could be broken down to, quote, farm worker, grain hauler, and within, the, within that title there could be two different SOC codes, such as heavy and tractor-trailer truck drivers and light truck drivers. Okay. So depending on the equipment those workers will be driving, the wage rate will be different for both of those codes and more than likely higher than the adverse effect wage rate for that specific state. Which likely means you could make one rate in the morning or before lunch. So they haven't speci- you know, been specific yeah. on that yet. Okay. That's the big question producers are having is, say during harvest I have a worker driving a big truck hauling grain. Mm-hmm. Or during planting season he's driving a tractor. Right. But during watering season, he's not doing any of that. So checking checking levies. Yeah. So do I pay do I have to pay this person on year round that higher rate? Or do I pay him the higher rate for that period of time and then we go back down to the average state rate? Or blend or something. Yeah. Yeah. So but the issue is these particular job titles are gonna be higher than what they've been paying these people in the last Five or six years, or since the program started. So not only is payroll more complicated, but also it's going to be a bigger expense. Up. Okay, for the producer, uh, the wage rate will be different for both of those codes, and more than likely higher than the adverse effect wage rate. Like I said, if we look at the country as a whole, these ag equipment operator positions only represented seven percent of the H two A workers across the state across the country, which again doesn't mean doesn't look like a big impact. Right, seven percent. Right. Now, if we look at the state of Arkansas where we have 6,429 H-2A certified positions, 36% of those positions were classified as ag equipment operators last Goodness year. gracious. Much different than the 2%. Yes. So that is a very large percentage compared to the country, which was only 7%. This will ultimately become a very large financial burden for producers who have very little opportunity to challenge these new rules uh, while also fighting other rising input costs. Uh, I think another state, Kansas, was at sixty nine percent. Uh huh. Yeah. So they're even they're they're above fifty percent of their workers classified under this ag equipment operator. Good. I'm sure everyone listening or watching just as confused as I am about all this that I've been following for yeah. the last three years since I got yeah. at Farm Bureau. Yeah. Uh, but if you um, you know want more information, please go out to farmbureau.com or fb.org, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, to read some of their. I think they have about three articles specifically on this issue over the last year. Okay. Uh, and it, you know, I've been on calls with specialty crop producers, especially in our specialty crop division meeting, winter to being we had in January, mm-hmm. about not only are they having to fight with lower cost of, say, tomatoes being produced in Mexico, our tomatoes are more expensive. Mm-hmm. Our labor here is more expensive than it is in Mexico as well. So look at somebody 
down in uh, Warren or Hamburg that has 100 people coming in to pick tomatoes. They're not going to be able to afford these people. Yeah. And they can't find anybody locally to hire. Sure, sure. So what do you do? And for uh, row crop producers, I mean, they don't have the hand labor uh, that the specialty crop guys, but they still do hire a lot of guest workers, a lot of H-2A labor. Yeah. So, um, you know, this may impact them even more compared to some others because they're going to have those grain haulers or those tractor drivers. Uh, So uh, it's something to be concerned about. Something that here at Farm Bureau, we're definitely talking about not only in the specialty crop division, but across all commodities. Uh, and we're, we're, we're trying to work to try to fix issues like this because we yeah. don't need any more. We don't need any higher input costs. It's getting worse and worse every year. And yeah. now labor's an issue just trying to get it. This, the trying to get uh, H2A labor is even more difficult with the application process. Yeah. Uh, and it's just another headache. Well, not only that, but it's not like farmers can turn this over to the HR department yeah. to handle. No. I mean, they're, you know, trying to think in, about all this and handle all this in addition to just getting the crop in the ground yeah. in a timely manner. But you also know? you're dealing with embassies in other countries too. So Right. Well, I, I know the H-2A thing. You know, last year we talked a lot about the housing inspection yep. component of that. And that was a big and help. MOU of the Ag Department coming in and things like that, but like – you know, it's it's just here we are with a with another um, with another issue around that same that same topic. Well, every year it's something different. Good reporting. I'm sure folks can also reach out to us for some help. Yes, uh, absolutely. You know, uh, if they need to reach out to me or you know Jared Yates, our national affairs uh, lobbyist, he's up to date on a lot of this stuff too. So okay, good. Especially right. on the federal level. Yeah. Well, give us a shout if you need a hand. We'll 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 help as we can. Glad to know it's something that's being discussed in our commodity Absolutely. meetings too. All right. We noted some movement on the farm bill uh, at the executive branch this week at the top of the show. Uh, according to reporting from Politico, we've got we've got a little bit more information. Uh, Meredith Lee Hill reports that President Biden has invited a group of bipartisan lawmakers to the White House to discuss the 2023 farm bill. That meeting, which is scheduled for today, Thursday afternoon, um, signals that President Biden Biden is getting directly involved in the negotiation around the farm bill, okay. presumably trying to keep things on track uh, amid this uh, debt limit um, debate. According to reporting, Congress will likely pass a $1 trillion plus bill to authorize USDA spending for the next 10 years. Uh, the story goes on, uh, the story from Meredith Lee Hill goes on, to report that um, the the lawmakers on the invite list uh, will include Arkansas Senator John Bozeman, in addition to Senate Ag Chair uh, Senate Ag Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow, House Ag Committee Chair G.T. Thompson, Congressman David Scott, and Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. Again, that meeting is supposed to be this afternoon. If you're listening, it's May the 11th. Uh, there have been a number of meetings this week on the debt limit crisis, and lawmakers will likely. Uh, continue to meet this week and into the weekend as we move closer to that June one deadline. Uh, but glad to see some um, some some movement around the it's farm. A good list of too. names. Yeah, it is. I mean, those some are the those are the folks that can make it happen. Certainly. So, all right. Well, let's take a short break from the news to hear a reminder about keeping the rural roads safe uh, during this planting season. Arkansas farmers and ranchers work seven days a week. That means when you hit the road, you may be sharing it with farm equipment especially if you're traveling along rural roads and county highways. Farm equipment moves slower than our pickup trucks and minivans. They may not have the safety lights and turn signals of our family vehicles either. 
The trucks and tractors moving down the road need extra room to make turns, cross bridges, and move through intersections too. We all get in a hurry sometimes, but it's important that we all stay safe, no matter if we're headed to buy groceries or grow them. So next time you're cruising past a pasture or field, keep an eye out for farmers. They'll be sure to keep an eye out for you too. If we all work together, we can make sure Arkansas is cultivating safe roads. It's so important that we work together to keep each other safe on the roads. You may find yourself on the road with a farmer moving hay this time of year, and we are, we're already seeing row crop people pulling down implements down the highway as well. Yeah. So let's just all be sure to help one another cultivate safe roads. Uh, let's get back to the news. Let's do it. So uh, I've mentioned this before. I make this comment a lot here on this show is that as an economist, I feel like I'm giving a lot of bad news. Uh-huh. And I was just thinking about that this morning as I was getting ready. I was like, man, I just wish I had something. Well, here we go. All right. Uh, rice producers will receive uh, more financial relief from USDA due to the high input cost incurred from last season. Yeah. 2022 season, to be in fact. Or nice. Exact. Last year, rice producers were impacted the worst by rising input costs, according to a Texas A&M University study. The study specifically looked at fertilizer prices across all commodities and found rice farms would hit, be hit hardest by rising costs. A&M conducted a second study focused on all input costs and showed that two-thirds of rice farmers could have failed to break even last year. Okay. Yeah. Goodness. These findings resulted in rice farmers receiving financial assistance through the inclusion of $250 million in the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2023. This act will provide a one-time payment to rice producers for the 2022 crop year. Okay. Senator John Bozeman, ranking member of the Senate Committee of Agriculture, Nutrition, and Forestry, commented the U.S. Department of Agriculture or er, commended the U.S. Department of Agriculture for moving forward with the implementation of the rice program or er, rice production program or RPP. Mm-hmm. He was quoted saying, "Last year was a difficult one for rice farmers." Soaring input costs took a toll on family farms across the nation, but as documented by two separate studies out of the Texas University, out of Texas University, A&M University, sorry, hit rice producers extremely hard. That is why we included a relief in the form in the form of one-time payment to rice producers for the 2022 crop year in the omnibus bill last December. I'm pleased that USDA is moving forward with the implementation of this program as it provides much-needed relief from record-high rice production costs in 2022. Despite the economic headwinds, rice producers work to ensure consumers continue to to have access to healthy, domestically grown food. So moving forward, rice producers have had uh, who have an acreage report on file with the Farm Service Agency, Mm -hmm. or FSA. You can find one in each county in the state of Arkansas. For 2022, uh, we'll receive pre-filed applications uh, in the mail this week. I think March 8th is when they went out. May 8th. Or May 8th, sorry. The application will indicate uh, their expected payment amount. USDA may issue a second payment if funding is still available. Mm-hmm. Producers will have 60 days to return that application. The initial payment amount will be calculated by multiplying one cent per pound payment rate. The producer's actual production history yield for 2022 or the national average yield determined by the secretary and the producer's certified rice acres for 2022, both planted and prevented from being planted. A 60% prevented plant factor may also apply. Mm-hmm. Payments are limited to 125,000 per producer or 250,000 if more than 75% of the producer's average adjusted gross farm income comes into 
comes from agriculture. Uh, I'll also uh, plug a little work from our department and our yeah, ag insider. Brandy put out a rice put out a report on this uh, rice production program, uh, and it's been sent out to our rice division and other interested parties. So, if you're interested in uh, learning more about that and Brandy's input on it, mm-hmm. uh, look out for her article at arfb.com under Ag Insider. Yeah, I think there's also a fact sheet from USDA yep. attached in in that as well. It's got all those important dates that you mentioned. Um, just good information to have, uh, and make sure you get that application in. I think part of the uh, payments will depend on sort of how many qualified people have mm-hmm. applied and so on and so forth. So you want to make sure you're you're included there. Thanks to Senator Bozeman for his work on that. Um, Absolutely. As well. All right, we're going to continue to talk rice, rounding out the news today. Uh, big news for Northeast Arkansas and the ag industry as a whole in Poinsett County uh, just this past Tuesday. Uh, the University of Arkansas System Division of Ag hosted a groundbreaking ceremony um, for a new land-grant research and extension center near Harrisburg. The $18.5 million uh, Northeast Rice Research and Extension Center is funded by the Division of Agriculture with a grant from the Arkansas Rice Research and Promotion Board from tariff rate quota fo- uh, funds from the U.S.-Columbia Trade Promotion Agreement specifically directed to rice research. Yeah. Uh, no checkoff funds are being used in the center's construction. Uh, there's been an act, there's been active research uh, going on, even though we just had the groundbreaking on Tuesday, there's been active research going on at the station, 600 acres since 2021. Okay. According, that's according to center director, Dr. Tim Bertram, who spoke uh, on Tuesday, the silt loam soil, uh, on which the center is built is typical for rice production in Northeast Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And according to Joe Christian, chairman of the Arkansas Rice Research and Promotion Board, there will also be an education center planned at the facility, uh, which will encourage public education about agriculture in Arkansas, in addition to all the, what I would say, traditional research functions yep. um, of that facility. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really cool to see this thing built. Um, I know, I know a lot of folks have been sort of, um, you know, invested in that. I know for us, uh, Arkansas Farm Bureau and our volunteer leaders assisted in securing funding for that facility. You were there yesterday, weren't you? I was there. I went up Tuesday. Um, it was, I mean, it was a packed, packed crowd. Um, like I said, heard remarks from several individuals. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just. It was, like I said, there was a lot of interest in that facility there. Yeah. Um, I was planning on attending, but I got swamped here. and Yeah. I don't think I even got the baby to daycare till 830 that morning. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, like that. that was one, that was that day that I just was dreading being on the road. That, that trip to Jonesboro, man, if it's storming, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough. And, uh, but it, thank the Lord, it sunshined on us the entire way. And, uh, so anyway, I will tell you, we were there, um, also in addition to myself, we had, um, Chad from our PR team was there, shot some video, did some interviews, um, and was, so we'll have some content out, uh, about it in the next few days. Good. All right. Well, that's the news for today. Uh, you know what? Did you go back and watch or listen? I did. Yeah. What'd you think? Did you have thoughts? I do have a thought. Oh boy! By the way, <laughs> I knew it. You notice how I breeze right through it in the <laughs> beginning. I, I know you did. So with that, may the eleventh be with you. Uh, yeah, Touché. as well as may the fourth be with Touché. you since I missed it. But you know, 
I'll tell you, you know, I launched that car as soon as I said, made my hot take. He's like, two things. And I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought Mac was going to be on my side. Oh, and, I, I, I saw him dive right in. Was, I was like, oh, was yeah, he's, he's warmed up. We were, uh, no, he took it. I guess it was on me. May 4th. We, we went to uh, like a, a child store to buy my nephew a, a birthday gift. And somebody said, uh, or I said, happy May 4th as we were walking out. And the lady yeah. was like, well, tomorrow's a happy May 5th or happy Revenge of the Sith. It's May 5th. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's, I didn't even know that's, that. That's All right, different. cool. Yeah. Just Cinco de Mayo got swept <laughs> right out the door, I guess. If you, if you follow Mark Hamill on Twitter, which uh-huh. I do, he, uh-huh. he sometimes will go into just about every day of May. Just to have fun, yeah. yeah. May, may the fourth be with you, and then the next several days he just keeps it going. He, he has other. They're clever. That's pretty so, funny. Yeah, that's he, good. he he's one of those guys that stayed really relevant. Yeah, uh, in, definitely. In the pop culture <laughs> scene, I think. Yeah, he's also one of those that kind of like a Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. That's what he'll always be known for. And it he'll doesn't never be matter if he makes that. an Oscar. Uh, yeah, he makes another know. movie that you know may outperform Star Wars, but he'll never be known right. as that. It'll that's, always be uh, Luke What's his name, John? Uh, the guy that played uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. I think he's also in that. Or the guy yeah. that played. Not to compare uh, the two. Right. What was the guy that played Ted Bundy, uh, oh. the shoe salesman? <laughs> uh, he's in Modern Family, the grandpa. Yeah. 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 So Ed, uh, yeah. I can't think of his last I can't think of his last name, but I think I I would disagree with you there. Yeah, but I think in Modern Family, he you think did. he's taking that over? I, d- okay. I, I think people forgot. I don't about disagree, Bundy. but he reminds I, me. But I love that show. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was also in a little known show that came up on FB, uh, HBO back in the day called uh, Johnny uh, California. That yeah. was a very odd show. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but he was great in it. Anyway, sorry. Would you be shocked if I told you that as big a fan as I am? Uh, Star Wars is not my favorite movie. I w- I'd be blown away. Ed O'Neill. I would be blown away. Yeah. It is Ed O'Neill. <laughs> Throw that right in there. It just hit me. Yeah. No. I, that would tell. Seriously. I mean, you heard what Matthew said. He said Lord of the Rings, but then he goes straight to Star Wars. Same. Really? I'm, most people don't know that, but I'm a bigger Lord of the Rings fan than I am. I would have lost I, 10 I would, bucks. I would say I'm a bigger fan of Lord of the Rings than I'm Star Wars. Yeah. All three of you. Return of the King is by far the best film Ever made. Yeah. That's that that scene at uh the Battle of um uh, well, I'm a I'm a great fan now. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, it's in the second movie. Uh, mm. Helms Deep. Helms Deep. Man, yeah. that there's not a better battle scene right out there right. ever made. Right. Really? Yeah. Right. Hands down the best. Well, there's no question Tolkien, well, I don't know. Tolkien's a better writer and that the whole the the books are phenomenal. Yeah. So, you know. I love it for that. I have a confession to make. Okay. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Oh. Wait a minute. Man. Wait a minute. I've seen half of Star Wars <laughs> and none of the others. Half of a movie or? Half of the movie. The first three, the original yeah. three? Mm-hmm. The first one. Just the first yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's that's the extent of my Star Wars. Okay. Well, well, if you can't go. get into it, I can't knock you for that. No, no I'm just saying. It's like, uh, by the way. Thanks for showing me up with your kindness. <laughs> you know, like, I would have been like, oh, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, and somebody, you're like, hey, look, your choice is your choice. One of my That's biggest pet peeves, kind. though, is when somebody says, have you seen this? And I say, no, I haven't seen it. And they say, you haven't seen it? I just told you. Yeah, people I didn't go, see no, it. I, right. You're right. Yeah. I you know what? That, that, that's a pet peeve of mine, too. Yeah. People do. You know what a movie people do that a lot with that we talk about? Goonies. Goonies? I'm like, that's not that outrageous that somebody hasn't seen that. True. Movie, yeah. you know? True. Um, but anyway. Fun movie, though. 
Yeah. I, I, I will go back and so recant my statement. Saving Private Ryan, the opening movie, uh, oh opening scene of D-Day, yes. that, that probably is number one. Yeah. But Battle of Helm's Deep would be number yeah. two. Well, that's why people talk. They're like, oh, man, you really love Star Wars. It must be like your top. All those must be your top favorite movies. I'm yeah. Like, no. There's oh, a lot of merchandise out there. Those prequels are yeah. to watch. I mean. And I, I don't know that this is like this for you, but like once people know you like something like that. Yeah. They see something, they pick yeah. up something, they find something, they're bringing it to you. You know, I'm a Star Wars guy. You yeah. know, in yeah. the office, mm-hmm. at, exactly. I mean, exactly. I do have a lot of collectible stuff. I had all that stuff when I was a teenager. I mean, come on, I've had <laughs> yeah. it for a while. Yeah, it's, just, it's been it's around got, for a while. Yeah, it's got some sentimental value to it, but it shocks a lot of people that some of those aren't even in my top ten. Yeah, no, so, I, there are so me, I'm telling the, you, the films. There's so many. Greater film. Matthew shocked me, you know, the birthday celebrity question last week in saying, like, Ocean's Eleven is a great caper or heist movie, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, that kind of surprised me. I figured it was a little too uh, pop culture for I watched for uh, Heat the other night. It's on Netflix right now. It's uh-huh. great I've movie. watched it a hundred times, but every time I watch it, man, it's a good yeah. movie. Yeah, it's good. Uh-huh. It's good. Anything Christopher Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta like that, too. Absolutely. But anyway. All right, well, what do you got for us? Okay. I said all that to say, I really enjoyed Matthews. I did rural too. Restaurant he's, I mean, he's great. I think he's, we need to find a way to incorporate I, that. We do. Somehow. We do. I thought about bringing some other stuff into it, but for today, uh, you guys aren't getting away from Back questions today. To so. <laughs> well, that's really what I was trying to do. We got a meeting at 11. Uh, all right. On average, what is the thing that Americans do 22 times a day? Um, check their phone. Close. But I think that's way higher. Uh, that's probably true. Check the time? Nope. Open the fridge. Open the fridge, really? On average. Huh. So. Okay. Mm. All right. So there are people out there opening the fridge more than that. More than that. That's yeah. true. You know, if you're at home. Yeah. 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 Uh, what is illegal to eat with a cherry pie in Kansas? I just thought about my problem. How I get to 22 is I open that thing and forget what I was getting in there to yeah. grab. Well, that's <laughs> why right. I walk like, in the well, kitchen. Now yeah. I've got to close it, walk to the other side of the kitchen that's, so I can remember what I was I getting in there for in the first place. All right. Sorry. What is illegal to eat with cherry pie in Kansas, the state of Kansas? In the state of Kansas. Ice cream. To eat with it. It's ice cream? It's ice cream. Uh, there's so, got to be history. Yeah, I, I, I want to know the history behind these. Yeah, yeah. I just found questions for you. I didn't say I was going to back them up. My nephew or my sister, I had somebody make a birthday cake for my nephew, and it was a chocolate cake mm-hmm. with peanut butter icing. Ah, and we had vanilla cake, vanilla icing with it. Make me hungry now. Cream. I mean, come I'm, on. I'm hungry, and you. I had a snack <laughs> before I came down, but that sounds yeah. delicious. And I fight off sweets because it's it's a drug for me. I'm yeah. truly addicted. If I eat one, I got to eat the rest of the bags. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and yeah. continuing down the illegal and bizarre, mm. I have one more for you. And okay. I just have there must be policy on this somewhere. But on Sunday, okay, what is illegal to sell in Columbus, Ohio? Um, it's, I mean, it's not the obvious, yeah. uh, I would say surely not gasoline. Nope. 
I don't know why the newspaper came in my mind, but <laughs> but Sunday's a good big day for the Democrat Gazette. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna. S- it's gonna be off the wall. Fish, cornflakes, cornflakes. Corn you are not allowed to buy cornflakes on Sunday in Columbus, Ohio. That's wow. wild. Yeah, we we. Were, I don't know. He did. I mean, I want the story. So chase that story because yeah, I we'll want to know why. I want to know what. flakes are bad for you, so we can't buy them on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you can eat them six days a that's, week. I mean, that's, that's got to be one of those. It's like, it's so crazy that they don't even, nobody yeah, enforces it. Or, because it, I think there's an, a rule in Arkansas, or a couple of laws in Arkansas that are like that about dancing. It's been around for 100 there's years. There's a lot, yeah, in a exactly. lot of states, which makes you kind of nervous to drive across state lines. Hey, you just never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never know what's happening. That's right. I want to know the story behind the cherry pie and ice cream thing. I do too. Yeah. Hmm. For sure. I don't know. There you go. All right. Well, uh, those are good. Those are interesting. You got any Razorback news? We haven't no, talked about that. I don't. I don't. Baseball I team, I think, was Pretty ranked quiet. like number three in the nation right now. No way. Really? Different polls, yeah. Huh. Well, well, good deal. Baseball is going strong. That's oh, a- uh, the, who's the, one of the twins for the basketball team announced he's coming back? The one that started the most. Malik? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. he announced he's coming back. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. I was noticing looking at uh, sports scores this week, like how few there were to check. I'm like, man, we're getting to that point where it's mm. going to be baseball only. You know? Yeah, that's I right. I mean, once NBA wraps up their 150-game playoff. The soap um, opera that is the thing, NBA. But yeah. That's right. So, all right. Well, that wraps up the news for this week. If you can't tell, thanks for following along with the Arkansas AgCast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch and listen. Remember, you can catch new episodes of the show every Thursday afternoon. Find video video episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to the audio version on iTunes or Spotify. And make sure to subscribe and leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. Yeah, the Arkansas AgCast is brought to you by Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown. And I'm John McMinn. And we'll see you next week.